Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Think Tank Sports. Think Tank Sports, where we think and you listen. Check us out on the socials, Facebook, Twitter, and the IG. And, of course, listen to us on your favorite podcast delivery system. As we are back and better than ever, I guess, uh, talking about uh, baseball and, of course, our beloved New York Yankees, who are uh, doing pretty good right now. But uh, And so am I. But, Mike, how the heck are you? Dave, I'm doing very well myself. Uh, sorry, not sorry. We took last week off, folks. Uh, it wasn't about our personal schedules and things going on in our lives and technology beating us. Uh, we were protesting uh, a Yankee podcast because of the way the fans treated the Guardians outfielders there and embarrassed us with, uh, I don't know, acting like oh. men and taunting and doing what their First Amendment rights allow them to do, Dave? Did they, did they cross I, I the line? It- before, does that mean they're? Does that mean they're men? I mean, yeah, uh, that's true. There's a lot idiot, of uh... idiots. Maybe some other things. Uh, I think it's difficult, Mike, because it started out with them getting all over uh, the the left fielder Straw. after he ran into the wall. Right. And you know, you just you can't root for injuries. That's really really. It's akin to Michael Irvin laying prone with a concussion in Philadelphia. Yep. All those years Um, ago. And the fans standing over. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's just, it's classless. Um, And you, you know, I think as Yankee fans, we like to think that um, because we are the Yankees and um, because. a level of sophistication in sports franchise that um we shouldn't be doing this kind of stuff and that's us we the everybody that is involved with the new york yankees um all the way down to us lowly think tank sports podcasters mike yeah i think you know new york we present ourselves as you know sophisticated knowledgeable sports fans that have kind of a level of reverence and respect for the game and for the history um but we're certainly still rabid uh, and um the rabid side came out dave and it was embarrassing uh you know obviously we're joking about protesting and not um throwing a podcast out there but uh it was bad by the fans but it really did start the yankees uh that weekend dave all the way back to april 23rd 22nd if you guys can remember that far back um, I know this is an instant gratification world, and that seems like a year ago, but did start the 10-game win streak uh, the Yankees are currently sitting on as we uh, record here at 3 o'clock Eastern on a Tuesday, uh, beating the Tigers. And that uh, last game, or not the Tigers, the Guardians, excuse me, uh, the last game they won 10-2 to on Sunday was the kind of game, Dave, where uh, in years past recently, uh, the Yankees would have just thrown the JV lineup out there, uh, let the last guy in the bullpen pitch three innings and lose um, because they already had won the series. But I was happy to yep. see a sweep. What do you think about yes. the brooms? Yeah, no, absolutely. The brooms were out. And obviously with a 10-game winning streak, uh, we got multiple brooms out. But, yeah, that was kind of a nice start uh, when you look at um, the la- – you know, going back – to the beginning of the year, you know, two wins against the Red Sox loss in the third game, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, 
looking to win two out of three against the Orioles, they lose the third game. Looking to sweep the Tigers, they lose the third game. And the, the Guardians series was the very next series, Mike. And that was, I think, really, I thought it was a really a statement game from them. Uh, the Guardians did come in on a, on a hot streak and, you know, really scoring some runs. And, you know, over the three games, uh, the Yankees held them to just seven runs, um, which is nice considering how much they were coming in uh, averaging. So, right. yeah, that was good. And then got them onto a, a good streak. And then we had our, our good friends, the Baltimore Orioles, come in and we promptly kicked the crap out of them for three games. Uh, which well was deserved nice by us. Yeah. They needed to And if it. you remember, yep. And if you remember last year, uh, the Yankees struggled against the Orioles. Um, and even the game, first series any this year. Game. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yep. And, you know, lost two out of three. So pick a game, any game. Uh, and the Yankees might have had home field. We've talked about that against the Red Sox last year. Right. No more, Mike. No more. We sweep the Orioles right out of Yankee Stadium, scoring 22 5, 27 runs in three games. Yeah, um, all the big bats were out, uh, you know, Stanton, Judge. Um, we saw Gallo get a couple before he, you know, injured his uh, groin uh, over this past weekend. We saw uh, everybody really but Donaldson um, start to really pound the ball. And, you know, including in that group of people pounding the balls is one uh Glavier Martinez uh, Torres. I don't know that Martinez is his mid -na middle name. I'm just making that up. But uh, <laughs> it was Glaber Day and has been Glaber Day, and we'll get into you know the Kansas City games in a minute. But uh, yeah, this Orioles series, of course, it showed the seamy underbelly of the Orioles organization when it comes to uh, long middle relief and you know what they have available currently. Um, they're all young. They all seem like they have live arms, but they haven't. Um, learn the art of pitching, especially to a loaded Yankee lineup. Uh, what do you think, Dave? Uh, I'm curious, especially about your uh, opinion about the lower half of the lineup, uh, Kiner Falefa, um, the catching position, what what Boone's doing there and how it's working. Well, I um, I like I'd like to start with the top of the lineup sure, go ahead. and um, it's your show just too. because I oh thanks. Thank you for uh, letting me know after a year and a half. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and it has been a year and a half, folks. So uh, thank yeah, you for riding beautiful. along with us. Um, the We have talked about the Yankees lineup ad nauseum. Uh, it's actually kind of humorous that we haven't talked uh, since uh, they made some lineup changes. And the biggest one, Mike, I think for me is DJ LeMay, who is leading off, playing every day, yep. you know, whether it's at third base or second base. Um, or DHing, he has played every day leading off, and the Yankees have won 10 games in a row. Now, the bottom of the lineup um, really has been bolstered, Mike, by uh, a one Kiner Falefa who um, struggled out of the gate, but now seems to really have settled in uh, both defensively and in the field. Um, he is, you know, livening up that bottom of the lineup. Yep. Um, the catchers are the catchers, Mike. They are not hitting. Uh, you know, Trevino was hitting earlier in the year, but that seems to have gone away. Um, but can we complain 
Um, I mean, I suppose we could nitpick on that, but the pitching has been outstanding as we talked in the last, the last time we were in the podcast, um, the pitching is doing great and you have to give both catchers tremendous credit for that. Um, calling great games, uh, getting, you know, the right outs when they're needed. Um, so I'm not as concerned uh, with the catchers. And that's a lot of that has to do with because the rest of the lineup is hitting Mike. Yeah, no, absolutely. A big departure from previous years, philosophies where defense was seemed to be optional. And, you know, we saw the Gary Sanchez's uh, of the roster uh, get more playing time and because of his big pop potential. Uh, and the dude can hit long home runs, but as we're seeing even in, uh, you know, a good Minnesota Twins lineup, he's just not producing. Um, and the defense is still, you know, uh, crazy. So it's nice to see excellent defensive catchers every day. And there's been a lot made in Major League Baseball about the changes in the baseballs, Dave. The, the um, yes. seams are higher, easier to get a hold of. And I don't know if you've noticed this. In my mind's eye, I've noticed and I've watched a lot of baseball in the last few weeks, uh, pitchers are spiking the ball more and more. Um, and I'm not talking about just short hopping the plate or the catcher, like straight down into the ground. You know, if the the full distance of the mound is what, Dave? Put in spot? S 60 feet, six inches. Yeah, exactly. And I'm seeing 50 foot spikes, not, you know, your, your short hop to the catcher type spikes. Um, and I think that is all around baseball because of the laces. Uh, our two uh, catchers, Trevino and Higgy, what a tremendous job they have done back there defensively. It's got to be a boost uh, to the bullpen that uh, they're so confident in their defense. And we have uh, analytics to prove that, Dave. I've got these stats here. The Yankees' bullpen so far this season has thrown 30.8% of their pitches uh, were sinkers or sinking two-seam fastballs. That's double the major league average. Major league average for bullpens is 15% sinkers. They're, show, they're throwing over 30%. Um, that's a huge increase for them. Four-seam fastballs, they're throwing 20%, where the rest of the major leaguers are throwing 34 um, So I think that's a direct correlation um, to the confidence in the catcher's defense and what they're doing. Uh, and that's a long way to say, I don't care what they do on offense. I don't care if they strike out five times. <laughs> as long as it's not with runners on base. I think the other thing too, Mike, you mentioned the defense and certainly the catcher position has been greatly improved. No love, no props for all those stories. And I had numbers and I'm prepared. No, nothing. You're just going to keep going with your opinion. Well, give me a second. Oh, okay. Sorry. It's this instant gratification, too, Mike, today. Yeah. Oh, right. It is your show. Okay. Go so, ahead. anyway, go ahead. Um, I mentioned the, yes, it, it cannot be understated uh, how well the overall team defense is. In one of these games against the Orioles, the Orioles had five errors. And as I was listening on the radio, uh, Susan Waldman and our good friend John Sterling both discovered the Yankees for the whole season only had four errors. Um, how's that for yeah. fancy numbers for you? Um, anyway. Well, you had to listen um, to Susan Waldman, so I really give you uh, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's rough. But 
So I think the other piece too, when you get into the fact that the bullpen has thrown that many uh, sinkers, uh, two seamers, whatever you want to call it, um, and tremendous uh, numbers, by the way, there, Mike. And I think that also has to do with the fact that they feel more confident uh, that when there are ground balls, and they have been getting a lot of double plays, Mike. Yep. Um, at, at least one a game. But I think they're just more confident that the infield's going to be able to field and make the plays. And how much oh, it's more? Just, it's all the way around. Yeah. How much more smoother does Glaber look on the right side of second instead of the left? I mean, and um, Rizzo is just a magician at first base. I mean, the. the yep. uh, he's playing first base at the highest level, you know? So, uh, yeah, great, great points by you, Dave. Thank you. Yeah. So, you know, I, it's just, it's just nice to see. Yeah. Um, I, the other thing, uh, and I know that the, I saw some of the Yankees talking about it, um, is they're off to a good start. And for, sure. for the first time in, you know, I really, I haven't looked at this, but it feels like forever, Mike, um, that the Yankees are off to a good start and not chasing someone. You know, yeah, I think 2015, are... which feels, you know, when you add the three pandemic years that were only actually two, you yeah. know, it feels like a decade ago. Well, I mean, there's still, it's, you know, it's seven years. It's closer to a decade than, yeah, than fair. not. That's fair. Um, but yeah, I just—it's just nice to see, of course, as Yankee fans. But uh, in general, that they are off to a good start, uh, and we've been talking, you know, a lot about the defense and a little bit on the pitching. Um, well, I guess we've talked about the offense too. Right. Um, it's just—it's been an all-around effort, uh, Mike. And so, as the Yankees rolled into Kansas City for this past weekend. Um, a point that I'd like to make right uh, before uh, or right after you have a point to make. So no, ahead, before sir. we go on the field, I just want to get your perspective because I was in this situation this Friday night. So if you guys have noticed as Yankee fans, every Friday night this season, they've been showing the games on a different streaming platform. And yes, um, does not get to broadcast at WPIX and all the, and, um, not in Albany, that's where I live, in New, New York. York City, doesn't get to broadcast it. Um, it's only on the streaming service. And so far, it hadn't affected me. I have Amazon Prime. I have Peacock, you know, Paramount, whatever it is they were on. Um, and then this past Friday, Dave, this this first Kansas City game, it was on Apple TV+. Plus. Now, how, yes. many, wh- how many actual subscriptions as Apple TV plus have divided. How many of them are sports fans? How many of them are baseball fans all the way down to how many of them are Yankee fans? How many people actually saw that game on television in the New York? I, I'm assuming it was like that in the Kansas city market too. Uh, and so in the country, you know, I understand they're experimenting give everyone a shot. I, I get that uh, on some level, but Apple TV plus Dave, what are we doing? What are we doing here? Uh, well, it's interesting. I, I, and I love to, uh, bring up the mad dog, Chris Russo regularly on this show. I heard him go into a tirade. Now he's also famous for, you know, and he's, uh, in his early sixties, he is openly says he's not a good tech guy and, and, you know, he's always asking for help and whatnot, but his take, which I can see to a certain degree, uh, is potentially baseball is trying to get 
some younger fans to watch the games. Absolutely. And I totally agree. So with that. if they put if they put it on the streaming, um, then you see, you know, there's that potential. Um, the challenge, I think, is you just have all of these different options. You're trying to figure out, you know, where this is, what you know, what which one is it on this time? And um do I, you know, the whole like paying for X number of streaming services. Uh, and I know that's a direction that, you know, it seems to be things are going in. Yep. Uh, I don't know. I just, I, on some levels kind of hope that it, it doesn't go well and they kind of scale back some of the streaming. Cause it's, it, it's just, it's overwhelming. I think. Well, none of, you know, not to really digress, Dave, but the streaming services are going to cannibalize themselves, you know, just like yeah. we've seen uh, other you know businesses do that. We're going to end up with one or two dominant things. I mean, Netflix announced last week that they're hurting so much that they're going to start uh, chasing down people that are sharing passwords. They've, you know, increased their uh, monthly fee on certain packages. Uh, they stopped filming um a lot of documentaries so you know netflix the the originator the gigantor you know of this industry uh even they're struggling so i say that all to say you're right you know i don't want to have to buy 14 different streaming platforms to see my sports uh but eventually we're not going to have to it's going to be amazon and somebody else uh and maybe somebody we don't even expect the the zones or the barstools of the world uh will pop up and do that but uh I, i just don't um think long term what you're saying you know it's going to be a problem but my whole problem was Apple TV Plus is not considered in any tech world, in any streaming world, in any TV world as a legitimate competitor to all these other guys. So I was just really surprised they limited their um, their coverage so much and exposure so much. And I'm curious if Yes is getting some kind of compensation for that. Oh, I doubt it. I, my no, understanding I it was... Major League um, Baseball. Yeah, my understanding was, yes, that's for sure at that these games, these Friday night games are were typically the ones that were on uh, WPIX out of New York. Right. Um, So, yes, wouldn't. Although I know that some of the kind of the same staff. It was the same crew that just said picks instead of yes. I mean, you still have Cone and K. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, no, I, I, I highly doubt that there's any compensation going on there. Um, they also, did strike the deal, of course, like right before the season started. That's true. That's true. Uh, also, real quick, John Flaherty and Carlos Beltran, when I've heard that they were going to be doing the announcing uh, for the Kansas City series, I was uh, skeptical, to say the least. Uh, yeah. And I got to say, totally impressed. Carlos Beltran, uh, a vast amount of knowledge of baseball certainly you know an above average player i don't think hall of fame player but uh, and i'm putting all the astro stuff aside i don't want to get into that today um oh come on he was very entertaining and he admitted that uh he got help from david Cohn and learned how to use the app to give all the you know exit velocities and all that stuff so uh i give him credit for working hard and trying to learn this craft and it wasn't uh it wasn't terrible 
I'll say that, Dave. I'm not going to say, you know, I'd rather have Ryan Rucco. I'd rather have Michael Kay, of course. But anyway, um, yeah, interesting no, I, choice I, by I, yes is what I thought. Yeah, yeah. I, I heard a little bit uh, of the two of them a couple of times. And yeah, I, I didn't think it was terrible either. Um, okay. So good for them. Yeah, absolutely. But, I, but so, let's get into this Friday yeah, shellacking let's, let's, 12 to 2. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Rizzo, Stanton, Homer in the first, uh, get out to a three, nothing lead. Uh, this is a nasty Nestor Cortez start, uh, who has become all of a sudden right now, a Cy Young candidate, uh, in the yeah. American league, yeah. I mean, frankly, uh, and getting a lot of respect around the league, uh, for doing it with a slower spin rate, but, a uh, better, uh, location and tunneling than anybody really in the major leagues uh, as a starter. So anyway, this game um, was kind of just felt comfortable, Davey. Uh, even at 3-2 after the second, I was like, you know, um, I, I, I looked at that Kansas City team and I see the young prospects and all of that. But uh, this game really uh, was comfortable from the beginning for me. What about you? Yeah, yeah, certainly, you know, and again, we've talked about um, the Yankees propensity to get behind, uh, which has not happened, mm-hmm. um, during this winning streak very much and getting out in front early is helpful. Um, and again, I go back to LeMayhew, Mike two for four in this game, yep. two runs scored an RBI, you know, after this, he he's up to three twenty four. Um, I, he's a table setter and that helps he's getting on, in front of judge and Rizzo and Stanton and they're driving them in. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the bottom of the lineup, you know, uh, Kiner Falefa was two for four with two runs scored and up to three eleven after this game. Uh, you know, you mentioned Glaber Torres. He kind of gets hot a little bit later here, but he, you know, he had a, he, he had, had a hit in this in game. game. Yep. Yeah. He had the home run in the eighth inning. Yep. Um, you know, so it's just a lot of, you know, contributions up and down the lineup uh, as far as that goes. Um, and Nestor Cortez improves to 1-0. and He pitched five innings, gave up eight hits, but only two runs. Only one of those were earned, Dave. Uh, yeah. Struck out three. His ERA is currently 1.31 and a whip of .087. Uh, Nestor Cortez, even though he's 1-0, and but as we're learning as baseball throttles forward here, uh, in 2022, uh, wins are really not a stat that are a factor uh, in Major League Baseball. And we'll go down that rabbit hole some other day with starting pitching being devalued and all of that. But not here. Nestor Cortez, great start. And then the, they've been going to Loisaga early, Dave. Uh, yeah. And I love it. He comes in in tight situations. And that dude's 98-mile-an-hour sinking two-seamer is about as unhittable as a pitch as there is in Major League Baseball. So, uh, so yeah, yeah, a he, good green and uh, our old friend rubber armed Lewis Lickey too. <laughs> rubber armed Lewis Lickey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mike, uh, throws one inning, seven pitches, all for strikes. Right. No, no hits, no runs, no walks. Right. Um, that's what you call efficient, and we certainly will take that. Um, so that's the blowout win. Yes. Um, and then you, you know, move on to Saturday and Saturday is, you know, here's Garrett Cole. Let's see what he can do. And, you know, he had the one 
good start and you know is he going to be better and oh yeah mike uh, you know yeah. he's you know he pitches you know six innings throws 91 pitches five hits no runs uh six strikeouts two walks era is down to three um you know and so this becomes you know and then castro holmes and chapman pitch three innings only give up two hits uh this was the pitching gem and, you know, then you see Joey Gallo get two hits, which is gets them up to a whopping 180, um, you know, but Hicks with a couple of hits again, Glaber, two more hits. Uh, but this was really this game was really about the pitching, Mike, and the three nothing shutout win. Yeah, absolutely. And um, tell me this, Dave. Let's go down in reverse order from the bullpen. And you tell me the first person that makes you nervous when you see them come out that blue big blue door okay so we're all just okay. chapman we're pretty confident in him right yep yeah yep. uh chad green yep okay um holmes yeah i mean the guy's got a point eight four. well it's probably a little bit different than his era is under one unbelievable right what a year yeah uh yeah so loisica yeah, I mean, I, I, I still, he's probably the one of everybody that comes out, um, outside of that. Uh, Interesting, the rookie, Ita- what the Italian guy? Oh, he's going Filippone, or whatever his yeah. name was. Yeah, they, I think it starts with starts with an M. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. You're right, but yeah, he got he got shelled, and uh, they cut him faster than. You know, he can walk to the dugout. Yeah, was, he was back yeah. to AAA, but anyway. Yeah, uh, but so so I think for you, so it's Lawizica. Yeah, Lawizica. I think he's got. I just we just need to see some more consistency from him, and that's that's been his mark in his career has been his consistency. Yeah. Um. So it's nice to see the last couple times out that he's starting to round into form if as they like to say for me dave i'll go one more level i i don't i don't get nervous when johnny lasagna comes in but uh it's the, the um miguel castro wandy peralta poo poo platter that they throw out there that uh sometimes makes me nervous and you know of course lewis Lickie's also uh on that list as much as i admire his go-to yeah. every day um you know, he, he can walk some people and get in trouble for sure, but not in this game. Oh, yes. Uh, nope. Three nothing. Uh, Dave, did we miss the – we must have not talked about it, the game before. Uh, did you catch the Bobby Witt slide into third and Glaber sliding in behind him with the tag play? Uh, I think I saw it on replay. Yeah, um, so we, uh, Bobby Witt Jr. slides into third – and he starts to overslide the bag, and Glaber was covering uh, the throw. Because they had the shift on. Because they had the shift on. And so he puts the brakes on, they apply the tag, and he goes down into a slide. And both their momentums carry him way past third base into the coach's box. And Glaber tags him, and Kansas City's uh, argument was he pushed him off the bag. Um, his mm. momentum he was not staying on that bag unless he had the strongest shoulders and, and grip on the bag in the history of the world. Um, so I don't know. Or he had like the, like the Batman, like the spikes on the yes. forearms that like stop him. Where does he get all those wonderful toys? Um, <laughs> worst Nicholson ever. Uh, yeah. 
I was curious what your thoughts were on that play. There seemed to be a lot of social media back and forth about it. Uh, as an umpire, uh, ex-umpire, uh, I would say that that was an out. You know, there, his momentum was carrying him past that bag. Um, yeah. And ultimately, yep. that's um, what they decided even on review. So. Yep. Nope. I'm, I'm with you in agreement all the way. Uh, your umpiring skills are, are still sharp as attack. Um, maybe you uh, don't see the play as well as you used to, but that one I think you could make pretty easily. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so let's get to the what, the Sunday game against Kansas City. You just want to jump to Toronto. Yeah, yeah well, I think the, the importance of the Sunday game and uh, the reason that I like this Kansas City series so much is the Yankees won three different ways. They won in a blowout. They won in a tight uh, pitcher's duel, and then Sunday was the comeback, mm -hmm. right? They're down four to one. They're rallying. Um, you know, you have big plays along the way. You know, Severino fights through, uh, you know, five innings and, you know, gives up four runs and kind of clunks around. And, and, you know, and then, you know, our bullpen – you know, holds it down yep. uh, until the team kind of, you know, ticks away, um, ticks away at it. And, you know, you have um, uh, kind of Falefa gets the hit right to yes. make it to make it five, four. Um, and then judge uh, has another two home run game. It comes up in the ninth uh, and hits a bomb to get them uh, the extra run. Do you just see is that bat ahead of time uh, to to make it a one run game? He had bases loaded, check swing, swinging bunt. Uh, oh yes, and uh, got the RBI. So you know, sometimes they're not all bombs. You know, when no, you no, look they at are that not total. But you got to sometimes you're better lucky than good too. Yep. So you know, he ends up judge two for five, three RBIs, two runs scored. He's hitting three hundred after this game. Um, you know, and again, just the the contributions down through. We had a Miguel Andujar sighting. We he did, and he was hitting pops the ball. Pops and he hits yeah. the ball two for four. He, I think I saw it in the minors. He was hitting like 370 or something. I mean, yeah. before they called him up at AAA. So, uh, you know, he comes up, gets right in the lineup, and, and continues to hit. Uh, and we've said all along, you know, if he can hit, he's going to – they're going to have to find a place for him. Well, interesting you say that. I saw a trash article on Yankee Twitter today that said that they might bring back Brett Gardner because Gallo's groin injury. They're not going to, you know, they're going to baby him to, to get him back out there. And yeah. every, you know, everyone doesn't need to be a genius to say, why would you do that? Just play Andrew Hart out there to live with the defense and, um, you know. Play play Andor out there until in La Castro, you know. Well, why would you bring Brett Gardner back? That's the stupidest thing ever. Oh, I totally agree. I don't yeah. think you bring. I mean, I'm Gardner can't hit. No. He just can't hit. No, it's and just between a, and he's got a little you know, league arm. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, still uh, fast, still in shape, still and Castro. Yeah, yeah, and we still have to. You know, do we still have to talk about? Um, Oh my gosh! The other, the center fielder, I can't think of his name. It's in Hicks. the minors that they brought up. No, 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 no. Oh. He's in the minors. We wanted him to come up. They brought him up, up and down, up and down Man, last we're, year. We're so bad. You, oh my gosh! Could we do some research on this freaking podcast or what? Hey, um, but you, but you all know who we're talking show. about. Um, yep, yeah, family show. Uh, you all know who we're talking about. 
Uh, so like they have plenty of options is my point. Right. And there is no bleeping way that we need to see Brett Gardner in a Yankees uniform or in any uniform uh, on any major league team now, tomorrow or forever. Uh, Dave, another person we have to give a lot of um, credit to on this pitching staff is uh, one Clark Schmidt. Uh, and he really uh, did the job in this game, Dave, and, and got the win. But on the season, he's pitched four times with to a 1.08 ERA, .96 whip, eight strikeouts, uh, four walks. Not great for the four walks, but still. Uh, Clark Schmidt doing great work in while he's transitioning from triple A stud to, you know, earning a spot on this team. And, and eventually he'll be a starter someday, you know, um, and his stuff has been great this year. So another uh, in what's I easily think is the best bullpen in major leagues right now uh, is this Yankee bullpen, another arm, another stud. Absolutely. You know, and he's yeah. somebody that, Again, when we started out the year, where is he going to fit in? Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to, you know, pitch, you know, in relief like he did at the end of last season uh, after he came back uh, from injury? And we're seeing, you know, he's really doing well. He two inherited runners, uh, Mike, in this game. He didn't let either one of them score. I mean, that is that is huge when you talk about uh, the impact in the bullpen, uh, not allowing inherited runners to score and yes. then you you know you look at barlow um for the royals and <laughs> he inherited three runners and allowed two of them to score and he ends up blowing the save uh opportunity here for kansas city so that is a huge difference right there no and, and that's the difference between a yankee organization spending the money and you know developing uh depth and talent and the Royals organization that, you know, puts a cap on those kinds of things uh, for their own financial gain. And that's fine um, as long as, you know, the fans are happy and the owners making money, uh, baseball will survive there. So anyway, Dave, I did get a little uh, a little tingly in the subcockle region of my heart uh, watching the start from Severino. Uh, the first three innings were as sharp as I've seen him and in in quite some time so i was very happy to see that and then he kind of fell apart uh got a yeah. little um bat heavy in the fourth and it kind of ruined his start uh esteban florial is that who we were talking about yes there we go florial i can't believe thank you for looking that up because oh no uh, i remembered that dave i didn't okay I didn't oh thank you to, for uh, thank you for looking it up in your uh mental dictionary there and uh google.com but anyway yeah but uh, anyways, no, severino yes. uh, looked great i thought in the beginning and if he can extend those innings to five strong six strong uh we're in good shape i'm not i'm not as worried about him on the mound as I've been in the past. So yeah, uh, yeah, happy to see that. We, yeah. We've seen enough now. I think we saw, you know, what we had um, at the end of the year and uh, last year and in the playoff game. And then what we've seen in spring training and this year, uh, I think we are going to continue to see uh, the Luis Severino who has that one, one, a type stuff. And right. boy, um, the Yankees are so it's so much better with him doing that. And Mike, quite honestly, you know, here we are uh, just getting into May. So we've had, you know, 
just about a month's worth of baseball. And, you know, it's not uh, the whole season, but honestly, right now, you know, with the way the Yankees have been playing, their pitching has answered, I think, every question that we had going in. Who's going to start? How are we going to pitch? Who's going to do the bullpen? They have settled into their roles. We got a little ornery there when they were seven and six. Um, and you know, I, I don't mean to like pump them up to the nth degree because they've won 10 in a row, but even at seven and six, the pitching was doing really well and they, they really have settled in quite nicely and, uh, have a nice feeling that the team does, you see them saying it, uh, and, and Mike and I are, uh, feeling pretty good about the Yankees. Yeah, will you look up the stat that Steve sent us about the ten wins? Uh, I can't get oh, yes. to that while we're yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, t- yeah. while I'm addressing the filth that just came out of your mouth. Um, <laughs> I don't wow. don't speak for me with feeling comfortable with the starting pitching of the New York Yankees, Dave. I mean, Garrett Cole is on my fantasy baseball team, which is all you need to know about how badly his season's going to go. Um, the um, <laughs> Number two, I, I said they answered all of our questions That's so far. Saying. Yeah, Severino so still is, uh, you know, one tweak of an arm away from never pitching again. Nestor well, so, Cortez has been good, all? Montgomery has been surprisingly okay. Um, you know, so I'm not comfortable, Dave. I'm just not comfortable yet. Okay. Uh, Surprisingly okay, Jordan Montgomery, five innings yesterday against a dominating Blue Jays lineup, six hits, two runs, no walks, five strikeouts. No, Uh, he looked good. That uh, is pretty okay to me. All right, so the stat we got from our uh, super fan, Steve Gross, yesterday. Oh, he's uh, not. He's our Midwest correspondent. He's more than a super fan. No offense to super super fans. Okay. Yes, yes. Um, His stat there uh, after the Yankees got to their 10th win, uh, so there, as of, uh, yesterday, so not including any games, uh, today, there are 10 major league teams who don't have 10 wins as of the Yankees win last night. Wow. And of course, including the Boston Red Sox who only have nine. Oh, don't you, you I hope you like, I hope you like that one, Tom. You just hate to hear that. Don't you, Tom? Um, <laughs> it's just, a, just a shame. Um, this game was so, uh, the Gleyber yeah. Torres showcase, Dave, where you know yep. he homers early uh, to get us off to a two nothing lead, and uh, he, he took the ball the other way, and it was like, man, that was the Gleyber Torres Torres I've been calling yeah. for and haven't the seen the 2018 since version. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know they've stopped the launch angle um approach and they went back to actually hitting that's worked for you know 130 years or so so you know i'm yeah. sure you got something better anyway um, something like that so you know this this was great uh claver torres game uh this was the kind of all i want i'm not it's too early to say playoff atmosphere but it was you could feel more intensity in this game than we had, you know, in the previous three series, for sure. Yep. To me, uh, did you pick yep. up on that? Um, I, I did. Uh, as I was I saying to Mike uh, before we came on, uh, uh, a guy that I work with, uh, Jason, is a huge uh, Blue Jays fan, and he had made his way uh, up to Toronto for uh, 
the for two games uh saturday and sunday i believe uh against the astros and he said the saturday night crowd 40,000 screaming wild and crazy so the Blue Jays are coming off of a big series with the Astros, and it looks to me like the fans in Toronto uh, are are ready to go and are bringing their A game. And then, of course, you bring you know the first place New York Yankees in. the The competition goes up, and the crowd is into it. And uh, Mike, this this you know Yankees Toronto, uh, these are going to be tough games every night out. Dave, uh, to digress for a second, something you said, something we learned and we knew and we confirmed in the pandemic, live fans matter and do make a difference and can affect games. And so you bringing that up and and um, your co-worker, uh, Jason, bringing that up is very um, prescient um, and I think it's impressive. So thank you for that. Um, I love the way the Yankees handled this game. And I don't say that about uh, Boone and his moves very often, but, uh, you know, he brought Loisica in to clean up Montgomery's, you know, mess that he set up. Uh, and then they brought Castro in, but they didn't uh, hang on to it. He, he was a little crazy. Um, you know, he did give yeah. a walk and, and it was just like, get this and guy out of here. He doesn't have it. Right. He just doesn't yeah. have it. Uh, and so we went right to Clay Holmes and Clay Holmes just, uh, as yeah. we just talked about, is just the hammer right now out of the bullpen. Uh, no problem with that. Yeah, so if you want to compare the two here, uh, Miguel Castro comes in, throws 20 pitches, 10 for strikes, uh, the one hit, the one walk. Clay Holmes comes in, Not what you one in a third. Yeah. No, one in the third innings. Now, he did give up two hits, uh, got a strikeout, but 14 pitches, 11 for strikes. So yeah. you can just see uh the difference there um and feeds right into mike's uh poo-poo platter concern with castro and peralta so the poo-poo platter was poo-poo in this game (laughs) it was but that's okay uh and then chadwick green gets the you know the first save of the season for him uh his his up in the zone fastball is popping at a rate that is breaking uh all the um equipment that is covering the spin rates and you know breaking it down to this minutia um what he's doing with these race seams up in the zone um first of all should be gone to school on by other people with that kind of live arm um but it you know uh you know when he's going to get hit because the ball doesn't move it's just straight yep. and anyone can very hit flat that heat. right but when it's changing plane like that um and deceivingly going up, even though you, you know, laws of physics say that could never happen. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh, he's, he's unhittable. Wow. He's wow. unhittable. And we've seen it, you know, over the last, you know, bunch of years with the Yankees, when he gets in a groove like that, he's unhittable. Right. You know, and then what seems to happen the last few years at the most inopportune times, uh, playoff games and whatnot, uh, he throws the flat one and it gets, you know, hammered Steve Balboni going bye-bye um, <laughs> over the fence there. So, mm-hmm. um, but right now we're loving it. Chad Green pitching well um, and giving uh, Chapman the night off. So that was nice. One uh, of the small things, to... uh, I'm sorry, Dave, I cut you nope. off. But No, you're good. Go for it. Uh, Tim LaCastro has to be uh, 
complimented. He did some of the small things that won this game, including stealing second base in the in the top of the ninth. Um, yes, and then you know scoring on the Glaber hit without a throw because he's so fast. And those are the kind of things. It's like, why is this guy really on the roster? He's got no pop, doesn't hit for a great average, but uh, his, as long as he keeps his on-base percentage up uh, and keeps stealing bases like that, what a weapon um, to add to the speed. Also, you know, Yankees are improved on the bases with speed this year with him and Connor Falefa. Um, you know, they're really, when they have Glaber low in the lineup, that's a lot of speed on the bases, Dave. Oh, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's very much needed. And, you know, a welcome change from the, you know, big rock. Anyone see the awful version of the movie, uh, the story Noah um, with uh, your boy that was the actor in Gladiator, Russell Crowe? Uh, Russell Crowe. So there's a movie called Noah, and there's this big, stiff trees that are talking to him, which is not in the Bible or any kind of reality. But anyway, um, (laughs) that's what the Yankees lineup was last year. It was like those trees in the movie Noah, if anyone knows that reference, or the rock people. Um, Now we're. The trees talk in Lord of the Rings. Okay. Is that reality? No, damn. Okay, I, just, I just don't checking. want to be the first one to break. We'll have a separate okay. birds and peas talk later. Okay, um, all right, thank you. Yes. Uh, no, that that threw me. Sorry, way now where I were totally we? threw you off. Uh, where were we? Oh, well, the Yankees lineup being more athletic. Yes. You know, not, yes. you know, there were not just a big bunch of you know meatheads strike. You know, with the you know three true outcomes or whatever, home run or strikeout. Uh, crap. So yeah, uh, love to see it. It's a reversion back to the game um, that we grew up loving, and so uh, you know, I'm very happy with the structure of the Yankees um, lineup right now. And as much as I hate to see you know it happen over the weekend where Stanton hit a home run and he had the next day off, but they are doing a nice job getting everybody playing time uh, and rotating using the DH and the days off to really um, keep everybody fresh. I can't believe I just complimented them, Dave. Yeah. Well, I, I would, and I would agree. I've noticed that too. Um, the thing that's different is the lineup is consistent. Um, and then one guy goes out, right. You know, like you said, Stanton, and then he's out the next day. That's okay. But when you take him out and then juggle everybody around, that's where that's where I think we got really bent out of shape. When you have that, you know, LeMahieu, Judge, um, Rizzo, Stanton, Donaldson, and then you're, you know, you have to flip one of them out. That's fine. Right. That's fine. But just don't turn the whole lineup over. Um, and and also, you know, as we say, put the JV lineup in there and just, you know, empty the bench. And you know, so they're not doing that. And right. that I think is what's making. That's how you build winning streaks, Mike, Uh, you know, consistency. And you've seen it uh, up and down with the lineup, as we talked about the bullpen, the starting pitching, Uh, the consistency is in place and the Yankees are taking advantage of that in every way. Absolutely. Cruising to the best record in the major leagues, Mike. Absolutely. Best record in the major leagues uh, ahead of not only um, the Dodgers out there on the West Coast, but uh, our own New York Mets, uh, the little brother in the city. So uh, good to have that uh, 
for the time being, and we're comfortable there. Dave, did you see uh, the rosters today uh, at noon had to be, or yesterday at noon, excuse me, anyway, had to be uh, dropped by two uh, in Major League Baseball um, as pursuant to their agreements with the start of the, of the season being you know so short. They expanded the rosters to 28. Uh, now they're down to 26, and one of the one of the biggest casualties, probably the biggest casualty of that cut, Robinson Cano let go from the Mets. Uh, you know, famously suspended all of last season, uh, was hitting 195 so far, uh, 17 years in the big leagues. Two questions for you, real quick, Dave: Does he play again this year, and is he a Hall of Famer currently? I. I saw he is, uh, and after Miguel Cabrera uh, getting to 3,000, uh, Cano is We're the next uh, next closest yeah. um, one at like 2,600 hits or somewhere in that general range. Um, I really just, I don't think so. Currently yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't see him as a Hall of Famer. Uh, I mean, he certainly has had some, some good years uh and certainly I, we loved him when he was with the yankees for a lot and certainly had some big hits for them i don't think so with that and i'm not looking at his stats i just i know the 2600 number because i saw it um i know he's had some good seasons but i no i don't career think 302 uh 2632 hits like you said 1260 runs scored uh i don't have the more um expansive stats than that but still uh man he's in the hall of really really good but i can't quite get him there myself buddy uh he yeah. just never like never carried a team never dominated a league never um just had tremendous natural talent and um executed that most of his career but still um you know and with the steroid suspensions and all of those things uh yep there's that too yeah i'm out so i just thought we would you know that was recent news uh so not so recently uh we had a twitter poll back on 421 uh we asked uh our rabid listeners nationally and internationally who is the best right-handed hitter to play in the 2000s Options were uh, Albert Proholz, Alex Rodriguez, Manny Ramirez, and Miguel Cabrera. And uh, sadly, Dave, Albert Pujols got zero votes, uh, got the skunk in. And I'm totally surprised. You know, here's here's some of his upcoming milestones. Uh, He's 19 or 18 home runs now away from 700 for his career. I mean, that's all. I mean, that is. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's he's there anyway, but he gets to 700. But we're talking best right handed hitter in the 2000s. Uh, 3,306 career hits. Um, He's seven away from 10th all time. Uh, there uh, he's 13 uh, total bases away from third all time with just over 6,000 so uh, Albert Pujols to get zero votes from our fans is pathetic wow yeah and um, and did did anybody vote for A-Rod I'm assuming somebody voted for A-Rod you know they did and I know who it was yeah uh, and it was me um, just to because uh, I thought he gets skunked 
to be honest with you. Yeah. Not just it was just being you know cheeky or whatever you call it. But the winner was Miguel Cabrera, uh, and at first I was a little surprised. But when you really step back and look at what he's done, Dave, and he's kind of having one of those um, off into the sun years where he's he's a little above what you know he should be at his age. So it's very interesting to see um, how long he hangs on. But he's got three thousand hits now and five hundred home runs. Um, six men have done that in the history of Major League Baseball. Do you care to want to you want to name any of them, buddy? Okay, let's see. Six people with 3,000 hits. And 500 homers. And 500 homers. Okay, well, one of them is A-Rod. That's right. Um, oh, my gosh. I just had oh, I just had somebody on the top of my head. Um Willie Mays got to 3,000 hits, he did. did he not? He did. Yep. Okay. Um, wow. One we um, literally just talked about that got zero votes in our poll. Oh, Pujols, yeah. Pujols. Okay, I thought you were saying outside of him. Oh, okay. That's fair. I that's did, okay. I did no, no, that's fine. That A-Rod, Mays, Pujols, 300 hits, or 300 hits, 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. Still considered uh, the home run king by many. Oh, jeez. Barry Bonds? No, no. Um, the oh. non-steroid-aided home run king. Oh, yes, yes, of course. Hammer and Hank Aaron. Yes. Uh, and right, so- a surprise name, but you certainly know it, uh, switch hitting DH in the Hall of Fame, mostly with the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, yeah, Eddie Murray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm not, I, I would say I'm surprised. I was surprised that Eddie Murray's name is on that list. Um, but One, two, you three, know. four, five. So who's the sixth one? We have A-Rod, Mays, Pujols, oh, Aaron, oh. Murray. Rafi Palmero. Yeah. Right. What, oh my goodness. what a crazy person's name to be in that list, but here's a better league. Okay. For me, um, 3000 hits, 500 homers, 300 average. Dave, it is wow. just Miguel Cabrera. Yep. And one other all time person. Oh, two other. I'm sorry. So it's three total. Two other all time people. 3,000 hits, 500 okay. home runs. Same club we just talked about. Add 300 average. I don't. Well, Pujols. Nope. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you said he was hitting three hundred. Okay, no. Um, it's not anybody else on that list. Has to be by default. It has to be because three hundred and well, no, but are 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 part three hundred three hundred average though. Right, we're adding no, no. a smaller search criteria, but it's the same bigger search criteria. 300 hit 3000 hits 500 homers it's 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 two of those six and you already know it's not pool holes or Miggy cabrera because we're talking about Miggy so a rod had an over 300 average no 298 famously bugs him yeah willie mays willie mays 
and the Hammer and Hank Aaron. Oh, what, yes. What a club to be in. Yeah. 3,000 hits, 500 homers, 300 average. Um, and then, yeah. you know, I love this one. Um, and this is the ultimate modifier. 3,000 hits, 500 homers, and a triple crown. There's only one. Yeah, it's Cabrera. He's Mickey. the only one. Yep. Yeah. What a, what a what an amazing right-handed hitter that um, is finally getting his due and probably was overshadowed because Manny Ramirez was such a good hitter and they were winning World Series. Uh, although he Mickey was on, you know, don't forget those Florida Marlins teams uh, before uh, that played in the World Series with him uh, in the center of the lineup uh, at a very very young age. Um, yeah, yeah, we tend to not talk about that. Yeah, us too. Same in this household. Uh, yeah. Real quick, Dave, because we're getting very long in the tooth here. Did you see way back uh, two weekends ago, Kyle Schwaba versus Angel Hernandez uh, and the end of the game strike zone? Uh, what a showdown. Um, Schwaber just lost it for on behalf of both teams. Dave, the uh, um, umpire scorecard that we follow on Twitter uh, yeah. had Angel Hernandez at 86% accuracy for that game. Major League yeah. Baseball released a few days later. Their official scorecard for the game was 96%. So <laughs> tell me who wh- whose union's powerful mm. now, buddy. Um, yeah. But uh, did, I don't know. Did you see any thoughts on that? I, I saw the strike zone, uh, the umpire scorecard thing, and I, I heard some of the commentary. Um, yeah. When, when is Angel Hernandez going to, uh, get out? Well, like, you know, we got rid of Joe West. He doesn't and... hang on as long as country Joe West did. Yes. Yeah. Uh, country Joe yeah. West with his, uh, podcast that he has going on. Yeah. Um, Laz Diaz is another one. Yeah. Uh, Mike, can we get you out there? I swear you could do better than me. I swear I could too, but that's a different <laughs> story for a different day. And then real quick, uh, you must have seen the Minnesota Twins crazy win with old friend Gio Urshela scoring the winning run. Uh, runners on first and second because of walks. Shot down the right field line to Robbie Grossman. Misplays it. Uh, all the base runners are confused whether he caught it and they need to retreat. They need to tag up. Can they advance? We end up with a schmaz over at third base uh, with multiple base runners and multiple defenders, but nobody really doing anything. Uh, and then uh, there's a rundown between home and third. Ball, of course, gets thrown into the left center field um, wall by the catcher. Uh, and Urshela scores. Uh, and they go from down two, down one to winning by one, uh, and a walk off just little league play. Um, you know, every <laughs> any parent that's watched little league, coach little league. Uh, oh my gosh, you know, you know exactly <laughs> what we're what Mike is talking about right. here. You've seen it. If you even have watched one season of little league baseball, that's you have right. seen that play easily twenty times. Easily, and if you're too young. Uh, you got a lot to look forward to. It's going to be a good thing. That's all I got, Dave. You got anything else you want? We're right at the one hour mark. So let's wrap it up here. Yeah, we're good. Uh, Thanks for the Yankee talk. We'll have other podcasts out this week. 
uh, NBA. We're going to talk NFL draft, all that good stuff. So uh, thanks for uh, your patronage. Thank you for your support. Uh, as we say here at Think Tank Sports, uh, where we think and you listen as we strive for five.